everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. Um, as you're either watching this on YouTube or you're listening to this on uh, wherever you can find podcasts. Um, first episode in a little bit. Um, still ch- trying to get my work schedule in the groove of things. Um, and um, trying to work that and this balance that out um it's obviously at least as of recording today it's not march 1st it's march 2nd um so we're gonna do the uh first of the month reviews um at least like analysis of where teams were at the beginning of this month and compared in comparison to last month um and also uh the next one will be the last one for the season, uh, as it will be our, uh, instead of doing it first of the month, we'll just do it at the end of the season when all of the games have played, all 82 games for each team has been played, uh, and finally compare uh, not only where everyone finished from where they started from March 1st, uh, and as well as compare uh, that ending to what my or- original prediction was for each division. So, and unlike before I started m- to move this to the podcast side of things, um, where I broke it up in each video, um, we're going to do it all in one big video. I will have timestamps uh, in the description on the YouTube channel uh, portion, as well as on the podcast, on the podcasting services, I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. Um, so then you guys, if you only care about the Atlantic, go to the Atlantic, same, and so on and so forth. Um, but anyway, diving in to the Atlantic division, um, very little movement. And this is where uh, you might start seeing, um, at least in my eyes, uh, for the most part, this is where you kind of see teams to really just settle in from where they are where they are there's not a lot of movement too much I think only one division really moved a lot um, but I know the Atlantic didn't move a lot uh, Central didn't move a lot but before but before we talk about that let's talk about the Atlantic division um, <clears throat> so in last place um, moving. Uh, it'll stay in exact same place as they were start of February. Uh, Detroit, uh, Red Wings, 67 games played. Their record 15, 47, and 5 with 35 points on the season. They have not even gotten the 40, 40 points and they haven't even gotten the 40 wins yet. Uh, quite, uh, quite, uh, embarrassing, but you know, um, this is kind of what they're expecting, but I don't think they were expecting it to be this bad. Uh, they were expecting it to be pretty bad because uh, Stevie Y is trying to tear her down so they can build it back up um, and start getting a win, uh, some getting the playoffs again um, after the departure of Ken Holland this uh, offseason and Stevie Y coming back home to old Detroit um, and trying to amass some picks. Uh Traded uh, Green away. Uh, they also traded away 
uh, Athanasiu, uh, among other players, um, take some of those draft picks and, you know, bolster their prospect pool. Uh, and same for Ottawa. Ottawa, um, although they're doing much better than Detroit is, uh, played 66 uh, games on season, 25, 27, and 12 is the record, 58 points on the season, and also have not moved from their previous spot um, from February. Also sold a lot of uh, assets off. Uh, they even got rid of uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot to the Islanders uh, for some picks. Uh, trading a lot of guys for picks. Uh, I think they only got one player um, in the uh, during the trade deadline, but that's just I guess so they can be cap compliant, oh, cap floor compliant at least. Um, but um, yeah, they're just doing what they need to do to uh, get through this rebuild. Um, we have fifty-eight points. I mean. Ain't too bad. I mean, I guess uh, we'll see where they end uh, end up next uh, next month, though. But uh, yeah, Ottawa and uh, underachieving the uh, under another team that's been underachieving. Uh, Buffalo. I mean, Ottawa's not underachieving, but Buffalo uh, definitely, at least expectation wise, have uh, most definitely underachieved. Sixth in the division. 65 games played, 29-28-8 is their record, 66 points on the season, and also have that move from their previous uh, spot on fit in uh, the 1st of February. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of analysts saying that, uh, oh yeah, Buffalo, look for Buffalo to make a run for the playoffs this year or expect them to make the playoffs this year. Nope, not even in a wild card spot, nothing. Um... And it's a shame that this team continuously does this to their fan base where they're always, oh, look at us, we're, we're making progress, we're winning games, it's great. And then all of a sudden it just falls off, like the wagon just falls apart as it's getting pulled down the road. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing! Number five in the Atlantic Division uh, the Montreal Canadiens, 67 uh, games played, 30-28-9. It's the record, 69 points on the season. Not nice. And uh, also have not moved from their previous spot from February 1st. And the big highlight for me, for the Montreal Canadiens, besides the fact that uh, they're basically just saying, hey, we're sellers this season, all right, where we've we've got to uh, since we're hosting the uh, the draft, let's get some draft picks and let her let her roll in uh, the draft. Um, see what they can do. Um, and with the whole Jay Bomeister thing, uh, had a void for the the Blues' defense core. So um, Mark Bergevin, being uh, quite a wizard. I'll say in this aspect because I know he's done some uh, a good trade here and there, and then a lot of bad decisions, at least decisions that uh, Habs fans really ridicule Bergevin for. Um, he acquired Marco Scandella for, for uh, in exchange for fourth rounder, flipped him to the Blues for a second. 
Now that's um, that's some good business, at least in the uh, the eyes of the uh, at least in the eyes of the uh, Canadians. Uh, definitely a uh, a good buy there. Um, and also, I can't complain either because uh, uh, I like Scandella's uh, game, what he brings to the table. Uh, he hasn't really uh, made me uh, have any buyer's remorse whatsoever, unlike Justin Falk. But, you know, um, but yeah, uh, Montreal. Uh, number four in the division and not in a playoff spot. Uh, the Florida Panthers, 65 games played, 33, 25, and 7. Uh, 73 points on the season and dropped one spot from their previous uh, mark of third place where they sat February 1st. Um, Florida, um, they're just kind of like where they have been a little bit. They're just right there. Like they're outside that bubble uh, looking in. Uh, They're not far off. Uh, They're maybe a streak or two away. um, And... Then they could be in, but uh, they weren't really buyers. Um, a little bit more of a seller this time around. Um, but especially since they got rid of Vince Trocheck, they shipped him off to Carol Carolina, and uh, and then they also traded a uh, another guy to Dallas for a pick. But no, they t- traded a pick in exchange for a guy. But uh, I digress. But uh, they didn't really do too much other than the Trotrek deal uh, or trade. But, um, I mean, it's the first year with uh, the, a lot of the new components in the team. So, uh, I wouldn't ex- – I mean, my original prediction is that they were going to get in, in the wild card spot. But, I mean, there's still a lot of time that they could make that. Um, but when it's all said and done, I – even though I had them as a wild card, I mean, if they don't make the playoffs, I completely understand. Now, if they don't make it next year, then we might have an issue. But, um, but yeah. Um, but at the same time, number three is where I kind of am worried. I'm kind of worried. Uh, number three in the division, jumping one spot from fourth place, uh, as of February 1st, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Boy, oh boy, the Toronto Maple Leafs. 66 games played, 35, 23, and 8 is the record on the season. 78 points on the season. And as I mentioned, jumped one spot from last month. Toronto can't use injuries as an excuse. You can't use injuries as an excuse. You can't do it. Because you can't do it because you're spending so much money off the cap on three guys, three forwards, I I may add, you can't complain. If you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, yes, you can complain about the fact that your team is spending three, like, 40-something million. Like, if you round it all up, at least 40 million. Almost half the cap on three guys. Three forwards. I don't care how good they are. You don't do that. Maybe if the cap... You want to pay $40 million, that's all fine and dandy when the cap is like north of 100 mil. 
but especially with the Canadian dollar and all that and all those little extra tidbits that a lot of people seem to forget about whole taxes and all that. Goodness gracious. Toronto Maple Leafs. You should have really thought it through. You should have really thought it through with this whole paying guys for potential instead of what they have done for you lately. Like, because it's it's gonna it's it's hurting them right now because they have nobody for defense, nobody, and everyone that's worth a damn is injured, or at least has gotten injured at some point this season. Because at least as of recording, freaking uh, Morgan Riley's out. I want to say Tyson Berry. I don't think Tyson Berry was out. Uh, Jake Muzzin was out. Um. Like that, I. It's like the same thing I was saying about the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, and here's the thing: they actually did something about it. They got a D man. They got a good D core there. They fixed their freaking backup goalie situation. Got Robin Leonard. And what 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 do Toronto? What what do they got? Who do they got? Like. They really should have thought with 78 points and you're barely hanging on, especially how top-heavy this division is, barely hanging on. Because if they were in the Metro, they probably would see themselves sitting on the outside looking in of the playoffs. But thankfully, they're in the Atlantic, the weaker of the two. But still... They, they've got this offseason because I don't foresee them going any. If they make the playoffs, it's a miracle. And if they go any further in the first round, which I do not foresee them doing, it'll be, once again, a miracle. But I just hope that this offseason, they really assess their situation and hope to fix it. Because if you're going to try to run with scraps for D, and dumping your half of your load on three guys. It's just not feasible. It doesn't work. It does not work. So number two in the uh, Atlantic Division, um, sitting where they sat February 1st, Tampa Bay Lightning, 65 games played, 41, 19, and 5, 87 points on the season. Um Tampa Bay has been quite a story uh, in this uh, regular season, uh, to say the least. Uh, they had a really slow start, um, also to say the least. Uh, but they've been streak. They've been streaking. Um, a streak here, streak there, streak everywhere, um, and find themselves second in the division. Only 88, 89, 90, 91, 19, 19. Seven points out from first place in the, uh, at least tying uh, first place in the Atlantic Division, held by Boston, uh, with 66 games played, 41, uh, 13, and 12, the record, 94 points. And also have not moved from their stranglehold that they hold on the Atlantic Division. And it's going to be quite interesting if these two teams match up in the... uh, I would say 
So if the playoffs were today, uh, Tampa Bay and T- Toronto would meet each other up. Boston would versus one of the uh, wild card teams. Um, which actually, if I pull that up, I can. Yeah, uh, Boston would be versing the Columbus Blue Jackets. Which uh, was round two of last year, Boston and uh, Columbus. So, uh, where we find ourselves there is um, is that uh, we could see a Boston and Tampa Bay Lightning second round, and I gotta say, if that if that's your matchup for the second round. Who boy, uh, must watch TV there. Must watch TV there, uh, to say the least. But um, but yeah, that's your uh, your that's your Atlantic Division for you. Um, jumping into the Metro right here and there. Um, last place in the Metro, uh, Paulton Division is New Jersey. 64 games played, 25, 27, 12 is the record. 62 points on the season. Way better than 35, huh, Detroit? Uh-huh. Uh, also, an- another team um, who has not moved from the previous spot from February 1st. Uh, also, a team that had high hopes to make the playoffs coming into the season after drafting Jack Hughes first overall in the uh, draft this past year. Um, just fell off a cliff. Expectations. Um crushing expectations uh, for a team that has not really proved themselves lately and had a one-off year in 2018 at least. I want to say it was the last time they uh, made the playoffs, at least, the yeah, I want to say 2018 was when they were in the playoffs. Um, one-off year. Um, but uh, they're, they're, they're building, even though they did trade a lot of guys off, uh, a lot of good guys. Um including uh, Sammy Vatnin, uh one of many. Um, but yeah, New Jersey's got some stuff to work on. Same with New uh, the New York Rangers. 64 games played, 35, 25, and 4, 74 points on the season, and also have not moved from the previous spot from February 1st. Also coming into the season with high expectations after drafting Capococco, second overall in this past year's draft. And the only plus um, for the Rangers is the fact that they're um, in the 70-point range. But Artemi Panarin has been quite a, uh, a star for them this, this year, uh, for sure. And just imagine Artemi Panarin playing with a team that's even better than what they are. Just just great. Absolutely great. I'm, I mean, I'm not a Rangers fan by any means, but it makes for good TV, makes for good hockey games. So um, looking forward to see this team uh, get building up. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, sixth uh, place in the, the uh, Metropolitan Division, 64 games played, 35-24 in five, 75 points on the season, uh, and dropped one spot from their previous mark, which they held a second uh, 
uh, wild card spot at that moment. Uh, they are currently out of the playoff race right now, but that's also why they got Vince Trocheck, uh, Brady Shea, Sammy Vatanen. Uh, at least those are the top three that come out of my mind right now. Uh, if they got any more guys, um, I mean, I, I also that was also the last episode was the trade deadline too. So um, a lot of trades there to remember, but um, it was the big three. Them so hopefully they can turn it around. Uh, although their goaltending situation is not looking too good right now, as uh, the whole um, emergency goalie thing that happened and losing both of Mer- both Mrazek and Reimer, um, and hopefully they come back soon so then they can uh, get those Carolina Hurricanes and those bunch of jerks into the playoffs. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, fifth place. In the Metropolitan Division, 66 uh, games played on the season, 31, 21, and 14 is their record, uh, 76 points on the season, and also dropped one spot from first wild card to second wild card. Um, and a team that a lot of people had dead on arrival um, with virtually no stars um, hold, the wild, hold the second wild card. And uh, they very well could make their, you know, make the playoffs again. And who knows, depending on who they meet uh, in the um, in the playoffs, they might make the past the first round for two consecutive years, which would be quite a feat for a Columbus Blue Jackets team that really needs to break through because they've been dormant for the past however many years they've been a f- damn franchise. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that, yep, that's all I gotta say for the Blue Jackets. Uh, New York Islanders, uh, fourth place, hold the first wild card spot, 64 games played, 35, 21, and 8 is their record, 78 points on the season, drop one spot from third place to fourth place, uh, and, um, the Islanders um, just need to find a little bit more stability. Um, they were up there on in the standings, but they're kind of falling off um, with a surging Philly, uh, surging Pittsburgh, and surging. Uh, well, I wouldn't even say they're surging because they're staying where they are, but um, Washington too. Um, it's a tough division, and you got a get a little bit more pep in your step to uh, maintain playoff, uh, a playoff you know, role um, in this division, to say the least. Because Pittsburgh, with 64 games played, 37-21-6 is the record, 20 and 80 points on the season, dropping one spot from second to third place in the division. Um, they've been doing pretty good as of late. Uh, with their acquisition, after their acquisition of uh, Connor Sherry, um, Evan Rodriguez, uh, Patrick Marlowe, uh, initially didn't go too hot, but I expect them to uh, get back to rolling. And uh, a team that is kind of uh, really surprised me, Philadelphia, out of the woodworks, uh, jumping four spots, leapfrogging. Carolina, leapfrogging. Columbus, leapfrogging. The Islanders, leapfrogging. Pittsburgh, 
Uh, the second place in the division, 64 games played, 37, 20, and 7 is the record, 81 points. So even though they leapfrog, all those guys are only one point ahead of Philly, at least uh, of Pittsburgh, at least as of uh, when I took down the information yesterday. Because this is only four standings as of the morning of March 1st before any game started. So if you're like, oh, well, it's actually this, this, and this. Well, actually, no. Because in the morning, before any of the game started, that's what the standings were. And that's what I report on. Okay? Okay. Um, but yeah, Philadelphia is surprising, uh, to say at least. And... Uh, Kind of going with their typical, uh, at least as of the first couple, this past couple of years, where they make the playoffs and they don't, and then they do, and then they don't, and then they do, and then they don't, and then they didn't. Yes, they didn't do it last year, so looks like they're going to do it this year. <laughs> so it's just a matter of how deep they make the playoffs. So if the uh, playoffs were today, Philly would be versing Pittsburgh, uh, starting the series in Philly, uh, which would be quite an interesting. Uh, series to say the least and Washington would be versing the Islanders which also would be quite an interesting thing as uh, I want to say where I read that every playoff game as well as starting next season all home games will be at Nassau uh, Coliseum on the island um, raucous crowd there very loud crowd there um very intimidating, uh, even though it's not the highest uh, attendance count because it's a smaller arena. But uh, if you looked at last year uh, with Winnipeg, as they had the smallest arena in the entire NHL, um, their fans get loud, super loud on top of you. So be quite interesting to see. And number one, in the Metropolitan Division, the uh, Washington Capitals continues continu- continuing their uh, stranglehold on uh, their division as well. It seems that almost all of the division leaders in the NHL, except for the Pacific, have a just have a stranglehold on on the uh, the lead for their division. Um, 64 games played, 39, 19, and 6 is the record. 84 points on the season have not moved from their previous month uh, spot from February. And Washington uh, making some acquisitions, a uh, big one being Brendan Dillon from the uh, San Jose Sharks. Um, and I can only imagine uh, what our, uh, where our, um, co- our, I don't know, I, our, uh, one of our guests that we uh, had on the uh, the channel, uh, on the podcast, uh, old Nolan Agrela, uh, resident uh, San Jose Sharks fan. Uh, he's probably uh, kind of sad about that. Uh, same with little Patty Marlowe going to uh, Neil Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, to say the least. But, um, yeah, we might have to get him back on because I'd like to... See what he got to say about that. Um, but that'll be for another episode for sure. Um, but, um, and I would expect for Washington to um, come back from the lackluster uh, playoff run they had last year for sure. At least conference finals are bust. 
uh, I'm not going to say cup or bust, but because uh, you also have Boston uh, looking for uh, a back-to-back cup final uh, berth there. Speaking of cups and speaking of trying to go for back-to-back cup final berths, uh, Central Division, the division of your 2019 Stanley Cup champion, St. Louis Blues. Um, standings for the Central Division. Seventh place brings very much joy to my my soul. Uh, Chicago Blackhawks, seventh place in the uh, division. 65 games played, 29-28 and 8 is their record. 66 points on the season, dropping two spots from sixth well, fifth place to seventh. Um, and just when they, people, for Chicago fans were probably being like, oh, well, we're, we might make the playoffs this year. No, 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 you're not. You're, you are not. Please get that notion out of your little skulls because it's not happening. And even if it does, it's bad. You don't want, if you're a Chicago Blackhawks fan right now, you don't want your team to make the playoffs. Why? Because you want to have the prospect pool that's going to replace the players that won all those cups for you so you can go win more. So if you stay out of the playoffs, you get higher draft picks. And when you get higher draft picks, you get better prospects and you know, so on and so forth. So please, just stay out of the playoffs. Sixth place in the Central Division, uh, the team with no identity, the Minnesota Wild. 64 games played, 32, 25, and 7, 71 uh, points on the season, and jumping one spot from last place in the division to sixth place in the division. Uh, I mean, it's not great, but it's not last place. So they they, they got that going for them. Um, yeah, speaking of teams that probably should just tear it down because if you have no identity and you have a lot of in your on average, the by average age of player, the oldest team in the league, you probably want to look into getting bolstering some youth in there, um, to say the least. But um, you know, contracts will lock you up for that. Um, what can I say? Um, not a lot to say there. Winnipeg, fifth place in the division, sixty-seven games played, thirty-three, twenty-eight, and six. So a record seventy-two points on the season. And jumping one spot from 6th to 5th. <clears throat> Speaking of teams that kind of had um, fairly high expectations this year. Um, but at the same time, I'll give them a pass on that. I'll give them a little pass on that. Because their their defense, um, I feel like, is the the biggest problem. For Winnipeg, because the whole Dustin Bus, uh, the uh, bah, 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 words, Dustin Bufflin, um, in his whole saga with the whole contract and all that, um, so look, so waiting to hear back about what that's all, what's what's happening with that, but uh, their decor is not nowhere near as good as it was before. Um, with um, Dustin Bufflin being out, Tyler Myers going to Vancouver, 
Jacob Truba going to the Rangers. I mean, yeah, Pionk's been all right, but I mean, he's no Truba. Uh, he's no Myers. He's no he's no Dustin Bufflin, that's for sure. He no mountain of a man that can freaking take two grown men and hold them by their collars and freaking just both move them around and move both of them around. Um, they need a guy like Dustin Bufflin on that back end. Um, but um, Connor Hellebuck's been doing a, a really stellar job uh, for the uh, the Jets and p- keeping him somewhere in that bubble, even if it's right outside. Um, if they can just, you know, just uh, jump in like at the last second, game 82, and that's all you need. Squeak, squeak in, squeak yourself in and see what you can do. Um, but yeah, it'd be kind of interesting to see if they do make the playoffs and how far they go. Uh, Nashville, uh, fourth place in the division, uh, second wild card spot, uh, in the Pacific and then uh, in Pacific in the West, uh, 64 games played 32, 24 and eight is the record 72 points on the season and have not moved from their previous mark from February. Nashville. Also a team with fairly high expectations, uh, at least better expectations than they had now. Um, they're kind of right where I had them, um, a little bit higher. Uh, actually, Nashville and uh, Winnipeg, in my original prediction, have swapped places. And even though I had both of them having wildcard berths, uh, one of them does, and that's Nashville. Um now trading D for for uh defense for forward, you know, uh for offense, um hasn't really bode well for them, even though PK Subban still he had to go. Um, although they should have tried to look and shop for another defenseman to co- uh cover the void from and potentially improve the void from um PK Subban being gone, but um Matt Duchesne hasn't looked too bad um, being there, uh, to say the least. And um, although it's quite remarkable uh, that there's a nine-point spread between the third in the division and the wild card. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the West is a little bit more sporadic for points uh, to get into the playoffs at, uh, versus the East, where it's a really tight uh, bubble to, bur- uh, to get yourself into. Um, but yeah, third place, um, Dallas Stars, 65 games played, 37, 21, and 7. It's the record, 81 points on the season. Have not moved in the previous mark of third place from last month. Um, Dallas is just keep chugging on, um, hanging in there. Um, even though his previous record as a coach, uh, kind of scared me a bit with, uh, Rick Bonus, uh, taking over for Jim, N- uh, not Jim Neal. He's, he's the general manager for them. Uh, Jim Montgomery. Uh, although I would have loved, I would have loved to see um, what this team could have been if they had Monty behind that bench still. Because if 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 friggin if Jim, I feel like if Jim Montgomery was still behind that bench and uh, playing the brand of hockey that they were playing uh, before he got fired. Who knows? You could be looking at them being second place. Hell, it could be first. Um, 
but we'll get into the whole uh, who's the true number one in the division here. Um, but but he still but he had issues that he had to work out. I understand that, um, and I'm just happy that the, the Dallas Stars haven't fallen off be, uh, without him, um, and they just look to succeed. Succeed, and as long as they. Um, Meet the Blues in the playoffs. Uh, um, give me some really nice hockey to, to watch because I uh, love that series. Uh, went last year uh, in the playoffs to game six where um, Blues won 4-1. Not a big deal. Um, and uh, it was quite the uh, interesting place. And uh, everyone was super friendly except for one dude just like staring me into the windows of my soul and just booing me into eternity. But, you know, other than that, Dallas is Dallas is cool. Dallas fan base is cool. Um, Dallas Stars fan for sure. Top, in my top five. Um, for sure. But, um, yeah, I'm happy that Dallas is succeeding. Uh, number two, Columbus. Uh, Columbus. Colorado. Colorado. Uh, 64 games played. 39-18-7 and seven is the record. 85 points on the season. Have not moved from the previous mark of second place from February. Now we'll go ahead and read off uh, your uh, leader for the Central Division, uh, the St. Louis Blues. Sixty-six points on the season, uh, sixty-six games played on the season, thirty-nine, seventeen, and ten. It's the record, eighty-eight points on the season, and also have not moved from the previous mark and stranglehold of the first place. Now, with that said, what's keeping the Blues? from dropping from that mark of first place versus Colorado, it's those overtime losses. That's what's helping them. Because had just one, well, if one, then it'd be 87 versus 85. But still, you, you, get, my, you get my point. The overtime losses are helping them in their favor. And they need to capitalize on it. Colorado is doing some, doing pretty well, um, and they look to continue their tear, to say the least. They didn't do too um, too much, if anything, on the uh, the the, de- uh, the deadline. They didn't really need to. Um, they just need to keep pushing on forward. Um, and I'm for mentioning that they might very well do that. And if the playoffs started today. Uh, Colorado would be versing Dallas starting in Colorado. Uh, St. Louis would be versing the Predators and St. Louis. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'd be quite interesting, to say at least. And the Blues uh, need to continue their momentum. They're on, I believe it's a seven-game seven win streak right now. Uh, and hopefully they can continue that and tomorrow. Uh, versus uh, the Rangers in uh, New York. Uh, make it eight. And uh, who knows? Maybe they uh, have secretly found another song we can get behind because Gloria was uh, a hit, and hopefully uh, their song that they've been listening to is Africa by Toto because I, re- I really want that to be a thing. Um, and if not, uh, if it's something else, it'd be cool. Uh, I'm, I'm behind it. But... um. Yeah, that's your uh, Central Division standings. 
And on to our final uh, division. The division that had the, out of the divisions, the most movement, uh, even though the main movement in the Metro was Philly leapfrogging everyone, which then put everyone down one. This one is a little bit more sporadic. So uh, in eighth place, surprise, surprise, Los Angeles Kings, 65 games played, 24, 35, and 6 is their record, 54 points on the season, and have now moved from the previous mark of eighth place. Uh, Trading away Alec Martinez to Vegas. Trading away Tyler Toffoli to to Vancouver. Very bold moves. Uh, Sending both of those guys with uh, and keeping them within the division, because I I because I understand that a lot of times general managers don't like to trade in uh inside their own division. They like to trade them outside their division. With like San Jose, um, trading Brendan Dillon out of the division, um, tra- trading Patrick Marlowe out of the division, and coincidentally, both of those players got traded to the Metro. So, um, and also coincidentally traded to bitter rivals uh, of each other. So it'd be quite interesting to see that matchup. That's for sure. Um, but LA is just looking to rack up, rack up some freaking uh, picks, so then they can rebuild and try to go basically Chicago and uh, rack some picks, so then they can uh, get back to winning cups. Uh, seventh place. Uh, San Jose, 65 games played, 28, 33, and 4, 60 points on the season, uh, and I've dropped one spot from 6th to 7th, uh, very much an underachieving year for San Jose, a lot of things went bad, we're talking goaltending, we're talking sustainability, we're talking just injuries all together, it's, it was a mess. For the Sharks, they should have been higher than they are right now. I initially, before the season even started, I had them at second place in the division. But it just fell off the rails, and it's a shame. Um, But what can you do? It's the nature of hockey, especially in a league that has so much parity in it. You know, it's it happens. Okay, it happens. Um and they'll look to bounce back. They'll get a higher draft pick as long as they have, you know, still draft picks in the bank and move on from there. But um, not much to say other than the fact this is an underachievement and uh, hopefully they can rebound next year. Anaheim, um, 64 games played in the season as their sixth place in the division. 26-30-8 and eight is their record. 60 points on the season, and jumping one spot from 7th to 6th. Now, Ducks are not underachieving. They're doing exactly what they need to do. Staying in the basement, taking picks, good to go. 5th place, uh, Arizona Coyotes, 67 games played, 32-27-8 is the record, 60 points on the season, have not moved from the previous mark. They're currently outside of the playoff bubble. I'm not happy about that. I want the Coyotes to be in the playoffs this year. Um, and um, even um, you know, Biznasty himself, uh, Paul Biznet, making a good point. 
uh, at least on one of the uh, Spittin' Chicklets episodes. I believe it was the one uh, with Tony Twist, as I'm currently listening to that one right now. Um, it'd be a shame for Arizona to miss the playoffs. After acquiring Taylor Hall, trading picks out for Taylor Hall. And if they don't make the playoffs, they might, and even regardless if they make the playoffs or not, they might not get Taylor Hall to resign. Which basically means they just threw picks out for nothing. Especially if they don't make the playoffs. I really want the, the Arizona Coyotes, the Desert Dogs themselves, right over here, if you're watching the, the banner on the wall. Um, I really want the Arizona Coyotes to make the playoffs. Even if it's a first round exit, don't care. As long as they make the playoffs, that's all I care about. Because this team, with all of the young guns on this team, need some playoff experience. Don't care if it's a sweep. Don't care if it's a seven-game barn-burning freaking series where they still lose in the end. It will get them ready for the future. It helps them in their future to get these guys some playoff experience. They need to get in the playoffs. And speaking of people that need to get in the playoffs and then do something in the playoffs, Calgary... Uh, holds the first wild card in the West. Uh, 66 games uh, played, fourth overall in the Pacific. Uh, 33-26-7 and seven is the record, 73 points on the season, dropping one spot from third place to fourth with the wild card spot. And they need to do something in the playoffs. They need to get out of the first round. They've been only maybe in the past five years got in the first round maybe once. And mind you, a lot of those Playoff runs were against Anaheim, where Anaheim had home uh, home ice advantage. And for whatever reason, in the playoffs, the Flames cannot win at the Honda Center. That aside, they still need to do something. Sean Monaghan, Johnny Gaudreau, Mark Giordano. You, you mean, time's ticking. Do something. Uh, yeah, do something. Number three, Vancouver. Uh, 64 games played, 32, 24, and 6 is the record. 74 points on the season, dropping two spots from first in the division to third in the division. Um, acquired Tyler Toffoli and lost Brock Besser for longer than they expected. Now, my question is not... If they make the playoffs, well, kind of, it's if they make the playoffs because they're a two point, two point, like there's a two point spread between Arizona, who's out of the playoffs, and Vancouver, who's currently third in the division. If they make the playoffs, depending on by the time that playoffs start, will Brock Besser be healthy and will Brock Besser? be able to contribute if healthy and how well will he contribute and I hope that this team can sustain themselves without Brock Besser in the meantime but this is interesting to see as well as can Jacob Markstrom you know carry this team um, even though I know they acquired Louis Domingue uh, from the Devils 
for some uh, insurance uh, in in that with uh, Markstrom and injury woes. Um, but, yeah, and now speaking of teams that really need to make the playoffs so the young guys can get some experience, Vancouver needs it. They need it. Absolutely need it. And another team that also has young guns, including the greatest young gun in, currently in the NHL, Connor McDavid. The Edmonton Oilers, second overall in the Pacific, 65 games played, 34-23, and 8 is the record, 76 points on the season, and have not moved from the previous mark of second in the division. Now, <clears throat> Oilers have only made the playoffs one time since Connor McDavid's been an Oiler. One time. And since then, has not made it since. Has not made it since. Now we're in close. Currently in a playoff spot right now, second overall in the division. They need the playoff experience. Doesn't matter if it's a one, maybe same, same, like copy paste everything I just said for the Arizona Cardinals, Edmonton Oilers. I want them in the playoffs. They need to be in the playoffs. Get these young guns and experience. And that's all I got to say about that. All I got to say about that. I mean, yeah, I can go. I could dive deeper and be like, oh, yeah, Leon Dreisaitl, freaking having a hell of a year, already at 100 points in the season, blah, blah, blah. and freaking Connor McDavid, you know, doing what Connor McDavid does, you know, I can divulge in that. But just to make short and sweet, they just need to get in the playoffs, get these young guns some experience, and do something. And number one in the Pacific Division, and to round out the long-winded um, division reviews, the Vegas Golden Knights. 66 games played, 36-22-8 and eight is the record, 80 points on the season, and jumped three spots from fourth place to first. The first in the Pacific. Now these guys did what I wanted them to do in the division. Well, not in the division, at the trade deadline. I wanted them to go A, go get defense, which they did. Also got Nick Cousins for depth in the forward field. Filling that void from Cody Eakin being shipped off to Winnipeg, as well as fixing goaltending, as they got rid of Malcolm Subban, Ovido Zane, and got freaking Robin Leonard over overkill, over a little bit of overkill in that backup department. But hey, I like where your head's at, Kelly McCrimmon. I like where your head's at. Um, this this team can do some damage. I feel like this team can really do some damage if it gets hot the right time. They're currently on, I believe it's on eight game winning streak right now, um, which is hot the right time. Um, and who knows? I'm maybe, maybe they have a little bit of a blues esque magic of uh, coming to them after all. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd like to. See, what a hell of a Western Conference final would that be? Uh, having the the reigning, defending Stanley Cup champions, St. Louis Blues versus the, uh, yeah, St. Louis Blues versus the, uh, 
Vegas Golden Knights. How amazing would that be? Because even though I have the Blues as my number one team, and yes, I have the Blue, uh, the Golden Knights as my number two, here's the thing. I don't have no murkiness in between these two teams on favoritism. They're, it's kind of dry. Number one, number two. Doesn't matter if these guys have all of the tools to win and these guys don't. I'm rooting the Blues every single time. The Blues are my team. The Blues will be my number one till the day that I die. And the Vegas Golden Knights will be my number two until the day I die. And put it. But it'll be interesting to see um, on the next uh, time and last time for this season that we go over uh, divisions as it will be when the season's over and we can actually break down as to what I got right on my original prediction uh, during over any uh, off season and what I didn't uh, get right as well as um, doing I mean we're going to do this again uh, this next off season uh, I'll wait until um, this time I want to say I did it or like after right, the uh, free agency I'm gonna wait and do that prediction uh, probably the first of September is when I'm gonna do that uh, prediction. Or at the very least, start of camp, training camp, um, and then I'll put out the uh, on the first of October uh, the original the original prediction for next season, um, which is also coincidentally the last season that we have thirty one teams in the league. So it'll be quite interesting. Uh, it'll be quite interesting to see the season before uh, Seattle comes in and uh, gives us. Um, Quite the hell of a ride, too. But anyway, um, like, share, subscribe for those that are on YouTube. Rate and subscribe if you're on the podcast side. And um, that's been the Divisional Reviews, and I'll catch you next one. Thank you very much.